to Totalus Rankium. This week, Constance. Hello, and welcome to Roman Emperor's Totalus Rankium. I am Jamie. And I'm Rob. Ranking all the emperors from Augustus to Augustus, and this is episode 60, Wow, Constans, and this is a special episode because it is dedicated to one of our finest listeners. And one of our youngest listeners, Oliver Griffey, this episode is for you. We got a lovely email from your dad saying that you liked to listen to the episode, and it was just really sweet and really nice, so this episode is all for you. Yes. Apart from the really bad bits, you can ignore those. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Yeah. But thank you for listening. And also, if your dad can send us your address, we'll also send you a Totalus Rankium coin as well. Yes, we will. Right. So we ne- I've never posted anything to Hong Kong as well, so that's quite exciting. Yeah. So let's just jump straight into it, shall we? Yeah. yeah. Let's go for it. We're doing Constans. <laughs> yes. And that's Constantine the Second's brother. Sorry, Constantine who? Two. Sorry, Constantine oh. Two's brother. Brilliant. I apologise. Okay. Yeah, so this is the second Constantine's sons. Yes. The third in the Constantinian dynasty, unless you count Constantius the first, which I suppose you should, so that's not really important. Didn't he get killed? No. Who got killed? His <laughs> old brother. Constantine's two's brother. Yeah, we had Constantius, the one who was in the original Tetrarchy. Yes. His yes. son was Constantine the Great. Yes. And then we did his first son, Constantine II, last week. But who's who's Constantine's older brother? Crispus. Crispus, that was Yes, it. he's dead. Yes, yeah. he's well it dead. It doesn't help that they all begin with C, does it? No. Yeah, but there you go. <sighs> Bloody Romans. <laughs> yes. So this is brother number two slash three, if you count Crispus. I know where you're coming from now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, Sorry. so Constance, he was born around 323. Yeah, we're not really sure where. Not Constantinople. He just misses the founding of Constantinople. Oh, so he's he, not called that yet? Yeah, it's still Byzantium at that point. Oh, OK. Yeah, so he's just just missed that. He's not born there, so we don't really know where he was born. OK. I'm guessing somewhere in the Roman Empire. <laughs> You'd uh, hope. Yeah. Because that's all the world that exists, I'm guessing. Yeah, so... Hmm. <laughs> His older brother, obviously, as you have mentioned, were Crispus, <laughs> Constantine II, and Constantius II. So he's the youngest, isn't he? He is the youngest. He's the little baby. Hmm. When he was a toddler, around three, his father killed his older brother and his mother. Do you think he saw that as well? Yeah, he was holding (laughs) Constantine II's hand. Oh! (laughs) Well, Constantine the Great was explaining. (laughs) (laughs) See the bubbles release? (laughs) Maybe he's holding his mother's hand. Oh! So... We're going to, um, right now, right here, add a new theory on Mum's death. Because Ooh. I came across a new theory when I was doing my Did research. Yes. Isn't Wikipedia good? <laughs> no, I came away from Wikipedia. That's what? where I got the new theory from. Don't and tell me you're using books now. I, I, I'm sorry, I used a book. Oh, I did, I used us. a book, and it had some different ideas in it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, different viewpoints. What? I know, it was There's crazy. only one viewpoint, everybody knows that. <laughs> yes, this is historian Peter Crawford. In his book, Constantius II, Usurpers, <laughs> Eunuchs, and the Antichrist. Oh, <laughs> Yes, it's a very dramatic name. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, good book. I suggest you go and read it. Not you. I know you won't. No. But I'm no. talking to the listeners there. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, 
He suggests that an overheated bath was not a known method for execution. Remember last week, I went, it's a weird fact that it was really hot, and they mentioned that. But his theory is that this was a known method for abortions. He then goes on, I didn't say it was going to be a nice theory. (laughs) (laughs) He then goes on to speculate that perhaps she was carrying Crispus's child. What? They had an affair. Remember, that was my theory. They had an affair, and Constantine killed them both. So he went one further. They had an affair. She was carrying the child, and that's why the delay was there, because she became visibly pregnant, and Constantine the Great lost it. Ooh, that's and actually, it was um, an abortion gone wrong. He Very didn't wrong. mean to kill her, just wanted to get rid of the baby. Or he didn't know about it, she wanted to get rid of the baby. Yeah, so a bit grim, mm. um, and who knows. I think I personally think that's stretching it a little bit myself. But, I mean, who knows? Who knows? All we do know is that Constance was three at the time, and his older brother is dead, and his mother is dead, and his older brothers are weeping. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't understand he's only three. That's true. So yeah. you could argue it may not, may not have affected him as much, depending <laughs> on how early or how much he saw. It's an interesting sociological experiment it you is. could conduct there, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Which child was the most scarred? <laughs> yeah. It can't have been good, though, can it? Mm. No. So, by the time he was old enough for an education, he was living in Constantinople with his father. At the age of about 10, in 333, he was made Caesar, along with his brothers. You'll be pleased to know that a Praetorian prefect enters the story at this point. Oh, I thought it all disappeared. Well, no, the Praetorian guard have gone... Um, but you remember the title of Praetorian Prefect kind of remains. It's changed. Like Prime Ministerial. Sort of yeah, position. they're no longer in charge of the Praetorian Guard. They're now sort of the Grand Advisor, if you okay. want to give a more sort of twirly moustache kind of <laughs> scheming in the background yeah. kind of name, which I think they should have. Oh, yeah. So less soldiery, more sort of office clerky, evil. I think it depends on the individual, but yes, definitely moving in that direction at this point. So at this time... And you've got more than one Praetorian prefect. But at this time in Constantinople, with Constantine, we had Alibius. He was born in Crete. He became the governor there. He moved to the newly founded Constantinople and worked his way into Constantine's inner circle. Not sure how. Maybe magic tricks. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Watch me juggle! Three balls, two balls! (gasps) Where's the other one gone? Kept going up to Constantine. Here it is! At the end of every single meeting, just yeah. going, go on, pick a card, pick a card, <laughs> pick a card. And eventually, Constantine cracked. It's like, fine. Yeah. Oh, yes, it is. It's the Five of Diamonds. Five of Diamonds. How did you do it? You can join the new Constantine Senate. No, the Constantinople Senate. Yeah. Yes. So he did. He joined the new Senate in Constantinople. I like it. Yeah. It was not long before he was the most prominent member of this new Senate. Mm. And he served as the vicar to the Diocese of Asia. He was in charge of Asia. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then he was the Praetorian Prefect of the East, based in Antioch. Mm -hmm. So he's raised himself all the way up to being, apart from the Augustus and the Caesar, number two in the Empire. Number three, if you join all the Caesars. Number something in the Empire, but it's high, probably in single figures. So, as an equivalent, he would be, say, the... (laughs) Home Secretary in the UK. Yeah, yeah, it's an important position. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Alibius was clearly in Constantine's favour because he was sent to young Constantius II to look after as he got to know the East, and we'll find out more about that next week in his episode. 
He also had a daughter, and this daughter was betrothed to Constance. Ooh. So he's only ten years old and a fiance. Hey. Yeah. He probably found that really annoying though. Yeah. Lurgy. Or cooties. You've got to be that's the American Lurgy, isn't it? We have a lot of American listeners. Yes, we do, yeah. I wonder if you get lurgy in different countries or if that's just an English thing. Well, are cooties and lurgy the same thing as well? Well, they are. Or are they two well, different things? Well, you know how viruses change and adapt. Yeah. Is it a, you know... Constance was probably thinking this <laughs> and thinking that Alibias's daughter had this lurgy yeah. slash cooties. Ugh. Yeah. So he was probably very relieved, actually, that this marriage never took place. Oh. No. We don't know why. Possibly because she had lurgy. <laughs> Or cooties. Or cooties. More likely, it was because Constantine the Great died. And the alliances that it was going to forge were no longer needed. Fair enough, yeah. Yes. Now, we don't know where Constance was when he heard of his father's death. Interestingly. Hmm. Constantine II was in Gaul and Constantius II was in the east. So, presumably, Constance was not in Constantinople, because he doesn't get involved with the upcoming purge that's about to happen. <laughs> Spoiler. Yes. <laughs> so, considering the other brothers are getting to know the provinces that their father had set out for them, it would not be too surprising if Constance was in Italy or Illyricum or somewhere like that. Fair getting to know where he would be ruling. Yeah, fair Yeah. So let's go in... To the moment that Constantine the Great dies and the succession plan. Yes. Now, we've obviously covered this slightly in Constantine's episode and then his son Constantine's episode. But we've got a bit more time this week, so let's go into a bit more detail. And I've drawn some maps. Yay! Yeah. I like maps. Which I will put up on Facebook so you can see and play along at home. (laughs) The game being look at the map. Yeah. Yeah. So, So, the plan... Of Constantine looks quite simple to begin with. Stupid, but simple. (laughs) Yeah. He's going to split the empire between his three sons and two nephews. What an idiot. Or was he? (gasps) Yes. (laughs) But maybe not. I am going to attempt to convince you that this was a sensible plan. Good luck. And then we can decide that it wasn't a sensible plan at the end. (laughs) (laughs) But, come on, let's, let's try and see his viewpoint here. Why did Constantine decide to split his empire between five people? I think... No, no, no give me your ideas first. No, no, go, you go ahead. Go well, on, he, he, he probably thought, where well, did stop fighting? Rather than killing a brother and taking control of the whole empire, then you know, the other killing the other brother and taking the whole empire. So, well, to split you up, to stop you fighting, have your own little section and be in charge of that. That's my idea. But again, that's why it's stupid. <laughs> because that wouldn't work? Yeah, because they just fought each other for the rest of the empire. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, that pretty much sums up my opinions. But let's let's go okay. through this, shall we? We can cut that if you want, so you don't. I don't look so clever. Oh no, you don't look that clever, don't I? Okay. Yeah, I've got quotes. Damn it! I win. Damn it! <laughs> we mentioned last week, and you've just mentioned just then how these power shares never work. No. They just don't. But look at it from Constantine the Great's perspective. Okay. You are a father. Well done. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> You've got two sons a year apart. You know that if you give the throne to Constantine, Constantius will be angry. Yes. So, why not split the empire between the two Augustuses? Yes. In fact, this is what Constantine the Great has known all his life. This is normal to him. Not just Diocletian, 
splitting it between him and Maximian. But if you remember before that, Carus split it between his sons, Numerian and Carinus. And in fact, it's pretty much been the norm since back in Valerian and Gallienus's days. That's a good point, actually. Contextually, yeah, that's all they've ever known. Yeah, this is 80-odd years. The norm is to have the empire split between two people. That's a good point, yeah. And that's what he knows, because that's what he was brought up in. So in Constantine the Great's mind, splitting the empire works. Yes, even though it didn't. Well, it only didn't <laughs> when he took over, because yeah. he took over. And he'd be thinking, well, yeah, I, I took over. So obviously it didn't work then, but it would work normally. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So he's arrogant. Oh, yeah. I, I get the impression <laughs> Constantine was arrogant myself. Yes. So, I know what you're thinking, however. You're thinking, but Rob, I have three sons, not two. Yeah, but Rob, I have three sons, not two. Yes, of course. What about little Constans? Bless him. Well, okay, why not include him too? Yeah. Why not split it three ways instead of two ways? After all, the Tetrarchy was essentially splitting it four ways. We know that splitting the Empire works, so let's yeah. just split it again. Constantine can look after the Rhine frontier and the troubles in Britain. Constantius can keep an eye on the Persians. And little Constans can learn with Italy and Africa and keep an eye on the Danube. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah okay. You've got three frontiers all being looked after by one person. Yeah. Yeah. So you're happy with that? No, I'm not happy with that. <laughs> you're not? You're agreeing with me? No, I'm happy with the hypothesis. Right, okay, okay. But I can understand why you think that way. Well, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, but Rob... That's just three people. What about the two nephews? What two nephews? They... But Rob, I, I, what about the, those two nephews that we talked about before we aired the show? <laughs> well, remember Constantine the Great, my yes. covering, split it between his three sons and two nephews. Yes, he Now, did. I've only mentioned this briefly, so let's go into this a bit yeah. more detail. During the 330s, perhaps linked with the death of his wife and his eldest son, all of a sudden... Other people in the Constantine family start to rise. Don't look at me like that. Politically. <laughs> I, I just had this image of like Constantine walking into a room and everyone just rising out of their chair as he walks in all the time. Oh, yeah. Sort of Is that what you had in your mind? That's what I had in my mind. I thought so. That's a good thing to have in your mind. Right. Get rid of that. And in fact, <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> bad Jamie. In fact, remember Constantius's episode. Constantius number one. Yes. Now, this is Constantine the Great's dad. Yes. He had Constantine yep. with the barmaid who turned into a saint. <laughs> yes. And then remarried, if you remember, having more children. Yes. Meaning that Constantine the Great has a bunch of half-brothers and half-sisters. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. One of his half-brothers has two sons, Dalmatius and Hannibalianus. Hannibal... 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 Hannibalianus. Hannibalianus. Yes, it's a good name, isn't it? Yeah, everyone did this when they met him. <laughs> Hannibal, Han like Hannibal with the elephants. Yeah, just put Hannibal with an anus. That'll do. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> yeah. So Dalmatius and Hannibal, Hannibal bomb Hannibal, <laughs> Hannibal bomb. That's what we're calling <laughs> Hannibal. Hannibal. Yeah. Those are the two nephews. Yeah, okay. So due to the rise of this family, Dalmatius was also made Caesar a couple of years before Constantine the Great's death. So he's been put on par with his sons. Ooh. 
We're not really sure why this is. Perhaps some political infighting has occurred. That side of the family is rising. Maybe he was just seen as a very bright child and Constantine's sons weren't. So Constantine mm-hmm. wanted someone... Well, that's been clarified already, hasn't it? Right? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> like those Chuckle Brothers, then. <laughs> Is that what they were doing with Africa? <laughs> to me, to, yes. to you, to me. Prove to me it wasn't. <laughs> right. So Dalmatius is made Caesar. He was being raised and taught about Constantinople and Greece. Yeah. Okay. Or the Macedonia area, as yeah, they yeah. called it then. Perhaps Constantine was worried that his sons would fight over the new capital. Right. Constantinople, up-and-coming city, it's the new capital. I'm going to split the empire into three, but who do I give the capital to? Whoever I give the capital to will have the most power. Yes. So he decides to give the capital to his nephew and Macedonia as well, just so it's got a bit of land. Yeah. It's a bit like Washington, D.C. in America. It's not part of the state. It's it's in Colombia. Yeah, it's just a city. Yeah. So it's a, it's slightly separate and apart because it's the capital. Mm. Yeah. So there's some reasoning there, okay, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Make sure the brothers don't fight because they haven't got control of the capital. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's why he is involved. And that's Hannibal. No, that's Dalmatius. Oh. Okay. Hannibal then comes along. He is the younger brother. Yeah. And he is given a title. Now, just before his death, if you remember, Constantine the Great had written to Sharpor too. To let him know all the Christians in Persia were actually his subjects. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know all those people you rule? They're mine now. Says who? Me. <laughs> and my army. Yeah. Hugs and kisses. <laughs> yeah. However, he didn't stop there. Because Constantine named his nephew King of Kings of the Pontic People. That's a, that's a ridiculous name. <laughs> well, that is essentially Sharpor saying to one of his nephews, I name you Emperor of the Roman People. Yeah. He's not just a king, he's a king of kings. But that's what the Persians like to style themselves as, king of kings. Yeah. Seven foot giant. Seven foot giant. We've seen the film, we've seen the evidence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so this was Constantine really rubbing it in Sharpotu's face. (laughs) Not only am I saying all the Christians in your land are mine... But also my nephew is their king. Mm. So we get the feeling that actually he was going to be in charge of the new province. We get the feeling Constantine was planning to go into Persia and actually carve out some new land. And to rule this new land was going to be Hannibal. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So that logically makes sense. That makes sense. Now here's the map. So this top one here, and if you have a look on Facebook, if you're driving, you can see <laughs> this is what it would have looked like in Constantine's head. Okay, so we've got a map of Europe and the UK, and we've got uh, leading to sort of the Middle East on the on the right hand side. We've got sort of Britain, France, modern day France, and Spain in blue, which is Constantine two. Yeah, we've got uh, Italy and a bit on the right, Dacia, and I can't read that. Illyricum. Illyricum, that's it. And uh, the western part of Africa. Mm-hmm. And Italy itself. And Italy itself. So it was sort of Tunisia there, I guess. So the middle bit. Middle bit. Yeah. Then we've got Greece and the bit above Greece, Thrace uh, in orange, belonging to Dalmatius. We've got then a big pink splodge, which is sort of um, 
what they would call Asia, so that's sort of... The east. The east. And we've got yes. Egypt as well, and where modern-day Jerusalem is going up so the side. that all belongs to Constantius too. Yeah. And then a big yellow, slightly ill-defined yellow splodge. Yeah, kind of possibly over there in the future. <laughs> One day, Hannibal can have that, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's the plan. That's quite cool. How do you think they made giant writing on the ocean like that? In the middle of the, uh, the Mediterranean Sea. Well, where it says Roman Empire. Yeah. Big ships. Oh, lots of big ships. That's or... Hell of coordination, isn't it? Trained fish. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, maybe trained Salmon. fish. Yes. <laughs> Salmon are quite intelligent, I hear. Yeah. So, now I explain all that. It sounds slightly less ridiculous than he decided to leave the Empire to. Yes. Okay, so there's a logic behind it, and I, I understand that, and I get that. However, it won't work. No, it really won't work. It's a stupid idea. Yeah. So I, logical reasoning, yeah. I understand that, but then a stupid, just don't do it, no. So you're still pleased we docked him a point on success as Ultimus? Yes. Yeah, me too. Good. <laughs> right, okay then. So, Constantine dies. Mm. Constantius, the middle brother, heads straight to Constantinople and killed his cousins immediately. Yeah. We'll go into the details of that next week. Yes. So, Hannibal and Dalmatius are dead. Mm. That's a shame. Leaving just the three brothers. As covered last week, they met up and they redrew the map. Mm. Not much, to be fair. Constantius got Constantinople and Constans got more of the Danube area than Greece. So, it's all sorted. They've got their three areas of the empire. They are ready to go and rule peacefully as brothers. Wonderful. Yeah. So, Constans heads off to his new province and immediately starts fighting barbarians. Of course Because he he's got the Danube area. And what do you do in the Danube? Fight barbarians. That's what you do. As covered last week, over the next three years, the relationship between him and Constantine sours. Yes, it does. Over a series of letters. <laughs> Constantine saw baby Constans as below him, and the entire West was rightfully his. Constance saw his big brother as an idiot <laughs> for not seeing that the empire was split into three equal parts, not two. Yeah. Although it will be soon. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, after all those letters, Constantine decides to invade Italy. Constance was severely underestimated by his older brother, however, and he was able to put in a very swift response, wiping out his older brother. Constantine <sighs> is killed in a forest and thrown in a river. Nice. Nice. So there you go. That takes takes us up to the end of last yeah. episode. Yeah, Constance then takes over Constantine's provinces. So he's got all of Gaul, Spain and Britain now. Yes. So he's got a nice big chunk now. He's got more than his brother, hasn't he? He has. He then writes a letter to his brother. <laughs> you can only imagine how you start that letter. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Toodle pip. Since you had such a good time in Constantinople killing off all our cousins, I've decided to kill our brother. <laughs> it's it's a sibling thing. It's <laughs> family tradition by this point. <laughs> it actually is. Yes, it really is. Father did it. You did it. I'm doing it. It's wonderful. <laughs> Who's next? So yes, the letter just informed Constantius that the entire West was now actually under his control. Brother's dead. Mm. Soz. <laughs> well, he's young, so he'll write like that. Won't yeah, he would. Lol. <laughs> Constantine tried to ambush me, lol. I ambushed him right back in the face. <laughs> OMG, you should have seen it. 
Yeah, as far as we can tell, Constance didn't really get a response from Constantius. Constantius was very busy for reasons we'll see next week. So, Constance stretched out a bit, relaxed, and just got on with ruling his new provinces. <sighs> yes, he is the tender age of 17. Wow. Yes. That's insanely young. Taking no news as good news, Constance then issued a Damnatio Memoriae <gasps> on his dead brother. Oh. It's not good enough that he's killed him. Let's nope. get rid of all evidence that existed. Statues were cast down, scrolls erased, inscriptions chipped off, etc., etc. Burnt all those letters that his brother sent him. <laughs> yes. Good. Constantius, in the East, interestingly, agrees to this law. Oh. Yes. Get do, you think, do you think it was like a, a power play between us, like Constans and Constantius against Constantine? Yeah, Old quite possibly. Brother. You get the impression maybe Constantine and Constantius really didn't get on. Constans took his older but not oldest brother's side, mm. maybe. Or he just knows he's in a bit of a precarious position now, because he's trying to defend himself against... Is it, the Persians. Persians at this point. Yes. And also, oh, you've got quite a big army and quite a big chunk. <laughs> yeah. That's <been> nice. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what's that? You want me to rub out some scroll? Yeah, I'll rub out some scrolls. Just, just, just leave me alone. I'm fighting the Persians. <laughs> yeah. Quite possibly. We don't have many details on Constan's rule after this point, unfortunately. Okay. There are hints of some scandal and corruption. Ooh. Mainly to do with his closest advisors. Ooh. They were not very well liked, apparently. Yeah. Somewhat prone to getting involved in mischievous activities. Well, what do you think? I don't know. We don't have much details. That's true. Well, we shouldn't speculate because that's not a good thing to do. Oh, well, let's not speculate. No. no. Oh, dear. No, you're right. Let's just leave that yeah, on this... the table. We'll come back to it yeah, yeah. when we find new hard evidence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I found some. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it's yeah. something to do with a goat. Right. Cactus. Yeah. And three fish. Interesting. Mm. Okay, now we know. Now we know. Now we know. So, as far as we can tell, Constance starts to become unpopular among the ruling classes of the Western cities. So we don't know the details, but he's not making friends and influencing people. Oh dear. The young boy had clear favourites. They all came from East, where he came from. Rome in particular were not impressed. Small things annoyed them, like statues of the new emperor's friends appearing in the mighty Trajan's Forum. You don't go and put anyone up in Trajan's Forum. No. This is Trajan's Forum. Blocking the column. Yes. <laughs> I can imagine Rome at this point are a bit annoyed because they've had almost a hundred years of not much people, not many people caring about them. Yeah, no, they're, they're very much feeling neglected by this point. Maxentius came along for a while and said, oh, oh yeah. I'll build things, and then, then he died. Uh-huh. Constantine said, oh, all those things he built, name them after me. And everyone went, oh, great, someone else is coming. And he just went and built a new city. Uh, and died. And he died. Yeah, so no, Rome, Rome are not very happy. <laughs> and Emperor turning up and saying, what's wrong? You look so sad. Nothing. <laughs> oh, come no. on, you're really sad. Don't want to talk about it. <clears throat> Should we build some statues? Okay. Right, t- statues of my mates then. Uh, his Bill, mm-hmm. Ryan, Todd, Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. The building of statues that just didn't impress them mm. was bad enough. However, there were larger things agitating the elite of Rome. The empire is now more Christian than ever. Yeah. The emperors were Christian, and openly so. You couldn't tell that from where they kill people. <laughs> is it this... Love thy family. Kill them all! This is early Christians. Okay. They did things differently back then. Christianity was spreading very quickly now when it could practice in the open. 
Yeah. So there's a lot of Christianity around. However, it took longer than 20 odd years, which is what we've had since Christianity was free and open, for Rome itself, home of the Pantheon, to go Christian. Oh dear. Yeah, the Senate was staunchly pagan still, and they did not take kindly to the fact that this young Christian boy was coming into the city and making changes. Saying things like, that's a very nice building there, wouldn't it look nice with a cross on top? So we can't put execution devices on <laughs> buildings again. Remember the chaos it caused when we put whips around the Pantheon and hang nooses off Trajan's column? <laughs> it was awful. Yeah, that's it's what so they said. so distasteful. They we put crucifixes everywhere. They weren't, please. No. no. Why would you be? They weren't. You'd be like nowadays walking through America and seeing, uh, I know, electric chairs on, <laughs> on the public building. You know what I mean? It's it is weird. very odd, isn't it? The cross being the symbol when you start mm. to think about it. And an incorrect cross. An that. incorrect cross. I know it's awful, isn't it? Maybe that was their objection. It's like, if it's going to be a cross, at least make it correct. <laughs> yeah. 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 But we know what they're supposed to look like. But it's us. We were the ones doing it. And this modern art, Art Nouveau. Yeah. <laughs> right. So they weren't happy with Constans making changes. He also removed his title of Pontifex Maximus. No. Yeah. Why? Because oh. that was seen as a, a pagan thing. Of course, yeah. And he didn't want anything to do with that. That insulted the Senate. It's a relic of a bygone age, he said. And Christianity will never use pontifex or anything to do with that ever again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I did think that when I read that. It's like, well, that didn't last long. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He also reminded Rome that sacrifices are just, you know, they're a bit messy. They're so last century. And so pagan. And come on, guys. Yeah. Come on, let's, let's just all be Christian, shall we? Did he open an animal shelter? Probably. For all the animals that aren't being sacrificed anymore. Or that have been sacrificed. Oh, that's that's more of a crematorium, isn't well, it? Well, he called it, he called it a butcher's. Oh, um, I see, yeah. They tried to cremate them, but they had the ovens way too low. So they just ended up with a delicious Delicious duck. duck. <laughs> Lovely lamb leg. Yeah. So, well, the best way to cremate it is the oil, this bit of herbs. Do you think that's what the early Christians could have done? You know all the ones that refused to sacrifice and they got in trouble? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not just cook dinner? Yeah, that's how and the... just go. Yeah, there you go. That's oh. how the Sunday lunch was created. Yeah, <laughs> is that why roast it became, dinner? Yeah, became a tradition. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to sacrifice this pig. <laughs> Gas mark four. <laughs> Three hours. <laughs> yeah. Right. As far as we can tell, Constans spent quite a bit of time moving around through his provinces. He seemed to prefer the Danube region. Okay. The troops there were certainly very loyal to him anyway, perhaps due to the fighting with the barbarians near the start of his rule. Yeah. We don't know the exact dates, but at some point around 341, he was in Gaul fighting the Franks. The Franks were still obsessed with getting across the Rhine it, and into Gaul. It's never going to happen. It's just not going to happen. They need to give that up. Yeah. He then went on tour. Constance on tour. Way, he says. <laughs> Got a bunch of T-shirts, yeah. <laughs> some learner plates. Excellent. Off he went. He visited Trier, Nasus, Sirmium, Aquileia, Milan, all in one year alone. Wow, it's quite yeah. a classy tour as well. Oh, yeah. He, he... More of a wine-drinking tour than a... <laughs> oh, maybe it was. Rather than a neon armband sort of thing. Oh, I see, yeah. Mm. Upmarket kind of tour. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe it was. Mm. Yes. And it was in Milan, last stop on the tour. So he was feeling a bit tired by that point, a bit hungover. Yeah. <laughs> it was here that he met up with Athanasius. Oh, yes, he's a uh, promise. Oh, no, he's the priest guy. He's the priest guy from last week. And that's right, Athanasius is in Milan. 
He gets around, doesn't he? Not Alexandria. We last saw him in Alexandria because he was allowed to go home. But Rob, how come he went to Milan? Because he is in exile once again. What's he done? Poor Athanasius. So let's have a look at Athanasius. What's happened to him? The last we saw him, he would turn to Alexandria, his home. Yeah. Remember, Constantine sent him back, mainly because he knew it would wind his blood yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Now, also remember, Athanasius is very anti-Arian. Which is a sect of the church. Yes. So, when he returned to Alexandria, Constantius, in charge of the East a committed Arian himself, did not like the fact that this leading anti-Arian bishop was now sitting in one of his greatest cities. Yeah. Yeah. So, Athanasius had barely unpacked his things, just his robes, hanging up his hat, Yeah. when news comes through, sorry, you are exiled again. Oh dear. Yes. So, throws his stuff back in his suitcase, sticks his thumb out for the nearest passing ship, <laughs> back west he goes. This time he heads back to Rome. Ooh. thinks, let's go and visit Rome. I didn't go there last time. It'll be nice there. Do some sightseeing. He didn't stay for long. Maybe he didn't like the new statues that had been put up. <laughs> and from there, he headed up to Gaul to stay with a prominent bishop there. Over the next few years, the argument raged in the church over what to do with Athanasius. He was a big deal by this point. He'd become to symbolise the whole problem with the Arian issue. Okay. By this point... Most of the bishops in the West are anti-Aryan. Most okay. of the bishops in the East are Aryan. You've got an East-West divide by this point. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Which is why they didn't like the fact that he was over in the East. <laughs> go, yeah. go back to the West with the anti-Aryans. <laughs> you heathens. So, there's a bit of a problem here. There's a clear split and divide. So in 343, Constantius and Constans arrange another council of the church. Yay! This is called the Council of Serdica. This council was to re-examine the excommunications of certain figures. <laughs> Mainly Athanasius, but there were some <laughs> others involved. <laughs> yeah. So, the council had about 170 bishops. Approximately 90 of them were anti-Aryan, mostly from the west, as I said, and about 80 of them Aryan, mostly from the east. So it's close, but it's definitely in the anti-Aryan western favour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The council did not go well. It didn't sound like it would. No, I mean, we don't have Father Christmas punching anyone. Oh, yeah, you said that. So it didn't go that badly. But the Easter Bunny? The Easter Bunny kicked up a storm. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't even get to the meeting. Oh. Yeah. It's just in his room. Smashed. On <laughs> yeah. <laughs> smashed his room up in a rage. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Threw the TV out the window. Ah, oh, Easter yeah. Bunny. It's just so hung over he couldn't even get to the meeting it's terrible yeah anyway the eastern bishops realized early on that they just don't have the numbers all the votes are just going to go in the anti-arian favor yes so what could they do about that um walk out yes that's exactly what they do well done point for you they walk out en masse stating that one council could not overturn the ruling of another now, this is referring to the council in Jerusalem last week when there was lots of Eastern bishops and they were the first to uh, accuse Athanasius of mismanaging his, his region. And that's yes. when he went up to Constantine the Great to appeal. Yeah? Yeah. Welcome back to you, yes. So they're saying, no, one council can't overturn another. It's decisions being made. Athanasius is excommunicated. He's yeah. in exile. A plague of both your houses. 
Well, no, more a plague on your house, not our house. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so I had one quote and you <laughs> bash it away. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so the Eastern bishops all set off all together yeah. in line in their red robes. And they <laughs> set up their own council Ooh. in Philippopolis. That's a great name. It's a good name, isn't it? I just love how, I'm going to put it bluntly, childish this all sounds. (laughs) We're not doing this council. We're going to go down the road. We're going to set up our own council. Yeah, it'd be really better because have everyone there. You have giants and and drink and sweets, loads of sweets, isn't it? Isn't it, Jeff? Hmm? Not Father Christmas, though. Father Christmas was anti-Aryan, so he would have stayed. But maybe the Easter Bunny, however. Turncoat. Easter Bunny committed Aryan. Oh. Definitely. So <laughs> the Easter Bunny went with them. Yeah. The Western bishops stayed. They thought, brilliant. Fine, off you go. <laughs> we'll just continue. And they made their rulings. You'll be amazed to learn that they found Athanasius completely innocent of all charges. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. And also, while there was no opposition, <laughs> might, might as well push a couple of other things through that have been on the back burner for a while. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I I put forward that the Aryans are idiots. <laughs> All in agreement. Say I. 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 Excellent. Aye. Right. Write that down. <laughs> in fact, chisel it into the walls. <laughs> yeah. They they got down to some serious business. <laughs> they decided that to walk out of a council was actually an offence so bad that you could be excommunicated for it. Ooh. Yeah. So um. <laughs> so in fact, let's excommunicate a whole bunch of those Aryan bishops. They're not bishops anymore. Job done. They wiped their hands and, and walked on out. And there'll be no problem from now on. <laughs> All sorted. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Eastern bishops, like in mirror image I'm picturing, <laughs> yes. their meeting set up perfectly identically. So if, if the um, other bishops, the Western bishops, were wearing like white robes red, with red trim, yeah. these were wearing red robes with white trim. Yes. And the only way you can tell the difference is that colour change and yes. the Father Christmas in one and the Easter Bunny in the other. Yes. Yeah, that's the only way you can tell the difference. If you're just tuning in, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Eastern bishops, busy doing their own ruling, they decided that actually staying in a false council was something you could be excommunicated for. So well, they excommunicated a whole bunch of the Western really? bishops. Oh, wonderful. Yes. <sighs> well, it's all fun and games when someone loses an eye. However, something slightly different does happen in this Philippopolis, it's a good name, <laughs> meeting. A more extreme faction of the Aryan beliefs starts up. Oh. Yes. It never gets good when there's an extreme faction of anything. Well, let's just have a quick recap here. The anti-Aryans say that God and Jesus are the same. Yes. The Aryans believe that God and Jesus were not the same, but very similar. God creates Jesus, and Jesus, therefore, is his best creation. Yes. Yes. The new extreme Aryans, I like to think, was started by the Easter Bunny. (laughs) (laughs) After an overdose on chocolate egg. Yeah. He said, just maybe in the middle of a meeting, he just started mumbling to himself, you know what, I don't think God and Jesus are even that similar. And everyone just goes silent. Bunny, what to say? <laughs> yeah, they just didn't think they were very similar at all. It got even more extreme. Whoa. 
They're completely different. Yeah. They, they, they argued at weekends over like what, what to have for their roast. Oh, yeah. Supported different football teams. Lamb beef. Yeah. Yeah. One likes the American football teams. One likes the um, uh, the uh, the Dolphins. <laughs> and the other one likes the um, Red Sox. The Red Sox. Yes. Yes. <laughs> or the they're... or the Yankees. I know they're baseball. Are they what are the Dolphins? The Yankees. They're that's American football. Oh okay. I know that. Enough. Red yeah. Sox. I think that's American that's, football as that's, well. That's that's baseball, isn't it? No, that's football. Red Sox. Okay. That's what Doctor Cox and Shrubs. That's who he likes as well. Oh, right. Raiders, okay. the the Raiders, they're, they're American football as well. Join us in our new series, <laughs> American Sport Hotel <laughs> where we try to guess what team plays yeah. what sport. Oh, that'd be a fun game. <laughs> yes, it would. Right, so we're starting to see a fraction in the Aryans here, which is lovely, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> more, more fracture. Brilliant, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Nothing better than a group of people divided. Yes. So... The Eastern bishops all get together at this point. Then they decide to ask Constantius to threaten Athanasius with death should he return to Alexandria. Ooh. Is, is that quite an Aryan stronghold then? Yes, because that's yeah. in the East. Yeah, don't go back there. Yeah. So the Western bishops have just said to Athanasius, your exile is over, you can go back. But the Eastern bishops in their meeting have said no, and we're going to get the emperor to say he'll kill you if you come back. Athanasius in a bit of a pickle. Yeah. Yes. Did Constance say that? Well, Constance hasn't got involved yet, and we'll see what happens, because this then catches us up with Constance's story when he meets Athanasius in Milan. Constance, having been influenced by the Western bishops, yeah. was anti-Aryan. Yeah. The opposite to his brother. Yeah. He was very sympathetic towards the exiled bishop. He told the man that he would think about what could be done, and then he headed off to Britain hey. at high speed. Probably related to Athanasius, not just, <laughs> <laughs> you want my help? Quick, run! <laughs> run away! Yeah, no, we think he went to Britain to go and fight the Picts. Ah, yes. Or possibly the Scots from Ireland. Ooh, what? Yeah, this is back when they were <laughs> Irish. What? Oh, did you not know that? The Scots come from Ireland. They moved to Scotland. Don't tell them that. Yeah, no. <laughs> they go very cross. If my grandmother had heard that, she'd kill you where you stand. <laughs> yeah, well, there, there was less tension back then. <gasps> yes. So you had your Irish Scots, and then they moved to Scotland, and they kicked out the picks. And then you had your they, Scottish Scots. Then you got your Scottish Scots, and they called it Scotland. So, uh, so you could argue that Scotch whiskey is actually Irish. Yes, you could. You could argue that. Yeah. No one would believe you, you'd get killed. But No. And early examples of whiskey in Ireland and Scotland. So you could argue that Ireland is the home of whiskey. And all whiskey is Irish. For more on that, tune into our other one, Whiskey to Fast Running. Which is actually a real thing. Yeah, that's a real one that time. (laughs) Yeah. So, he didn't stay in Britain for very long. He settled things there, and he was back in trail within months. And it was there he met with Athanasius for a second time. The two men talked, and then they... So, as you were saying. (laughs) Yes. So, can you help me, Constance? Hold that thought. I'll be back in three months. Yeah. Came back in, just straight... Straight into the conversation again. No pause. Yeah. But yeah. covered in smears of you know, a, a, a blooded hand fingerprints <laughs> on his face and yes. slightly ruffled clothes. Yeah. Putting a sword back in his holster on his back because that's not how they wore it, but he wanted to look cool. Yeah. Then, just 
storms into the room. Of course I'll help you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so they talk for a while. They meet again a couple of times over the next few months. We don't fully know the relationship between the two. So let's do some speculation. Yes. Perhaps Athanasius had converted Constans to full-on anti-Aryanism. So you think Constans was on the fence a little bit? Maybe. Possibly. Or more sympathetic rather than extreme. Yeah. Whereas now he's, yes, I'm anti-Aryan. You must go back to the East to convert those Aryans. <laughs> Perhaps Constans simply saw an opportunity to really annoy his Aryan brother. <laughs> Perhaps the two men just simply got along. Or perhaps it's a combination of all three. We don't know. I like the idea of all three. I think all three. Yeah. Whatever the case, it's not long before Constans was writing to his brother, asking him to remove the death sentence on his new favourite bishop. Constantius was not impressed and said as much. <laughs> I am not impressed. Yes, it was just a, just a note. <laughs> yeah. Constans, however, would not back down. Now, we know... Constantius possibly doesn't know, but we know that Constans with a quill in his hand. You don't mess with him. Oh, no. Not not through the medium of the letter. Oh, no. No. He always wins. Yeah, Constans writes a letter indicating that he would be willing to use force if necessary. So, if you do not remove this death threat. So you could argue Athanasius is now causing a fight between his two brothers. Yes. Or is an excuse to fight because he wants more land. Yes, one of those things. Yes. Perhaps both. So I imagine there's a little postscript at the bottom of that just saying yes. to remember what happened to Constantine. Yes. Our other brother. I messed him up. Big style So to prove the point, Constans then moved into the Danube area with all his troops. Not because he was threatening anything. He's no, just it's... moving a Danubarian his troops in. Yeah. Barbarians there. And, it, and it's good to you know, show your army off like the march in yeah. dignified way. Look at North Korea. They do it all the time. <laughs> yes. Not threatening. It's just to... Training. Yeah, training. Stretch their legs. Yes. Look yes. at all our giant missiles. and Yeah. Constantius, not too impressed. No. No. So he sends some envoys to sort this out. He doesn't want to communicate through letter anymore. He knows that, yeah. that doesn't go well. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's too good at that. Yeah. The talks seem to go well, and the threat of civil war is dissipated. Yay. Which is nice. Constantius would consider allowing Athanasius to return to Alexandria. All he has to do is come and meet me first. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Who to meet? So Athanasius has to go to the east and meet Constantius before he's allowed to go home. I'm sure I'll go well. Yeah. Constans, pleased that his brother blinked first, heads <laughs> off with his prepared army and just goes off and fights some barbarians for a while. Yeah. Because he's mustered the army, he might as well go and kill some people. And I get they would get annoyed as well if they're just being... Yeah, exactly. And then he goes off to visit his good friend Athanasius with the good news. Athanasius... Received the news, and I can only imagine did a silent scream of terror. <laughs> what? <laughs> you have agree to this, have you? It's like, good news, you're going home. Wonderful. Via Constantius. <laughs> you are. <laughs> yes, just you. It says here, just you, unarmed, on your own, in the car park underneath... <laughs> Underneath Constantinople. That, that's where you've got to go and see him. <laughs> but that's one before the lights are broken. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, but then you get to go home, yeah. Yeah, apparently it took three separate letters for Constans to persuade Athanasius to do this. And he's, but he's good at his letters. He's good at his letters. Yeah. He's very good at his letters. So Athanasius celebrates Easter in Aquileia 
and then heads east to meet up with Constantius. And what happens? He lets him go back. Yeah, he doesn't kill him. Oh, need to do he that. He doesn't <laughs> kill him, amazingly. Apparently, there was a very gracious interview, and Athanasius was allowed to go back to Alexandria. Do you think Constantius had a lot of fun with the interview there? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> you can imagine. Walks in, Constantius sitting there, big, massive table, armed guards right behind him. Yeah. Constantius just holding a really big knife. <laughs> eventually just cuts his orange in half places the knife down just leaves it there on the table and he, he asks his soldiers that every single time Athanasius moved Twitch stood up they grab their swords really quickly <laughs> <laughs> yes. just for... stand to attention yeah yeah Probably. You, you'd just expect to die, wouldn't you? Yeah. Or at the end of the meeting, have great fun there. Yeah, so you're, you're free to leave. You are free to leave. Out of this door. Or here. this door. But they both go outside, so it's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just would, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you'd have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Um, so, Athanasius is home at last. Yes. Lugs his suitcase along... along Gets back into his bedroom, opens the case up, pulls out his robes, hangs them up. The second of his five exiles are done. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're coming back to Athanasius next week. I hope so. Exile number three. Brilliant. Meanwhile, Constance was feeling very good about himself. He had defeated one brother in battle, and now he had defeated the other using threats. Yes. This was a political win for him. Uh, yeah, I guess so. And, and also that might knock down Constantius's his sort of... Standing? Yes, knock down his standing, because he's seen as the weak one now. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to look good for him, is it? Unless it's a plan. No, he just lost. Oh, okay. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> right. However, things are not all going well in Constance's area. No. The hangover of the persecutions was about to rear its ugly head. Its very sore head. Which persecutions? The ones against all the Christians. Oh, yes. Yes. Another faction of Christianity has started to cause trouble. Yes, that's right. There's another one. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, at least it's not like that nowadays. One unified church (laughs) for one unified empire. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you remember, I briefly mentioned in a previous episode, possibly Galerius's, that the churches in Africa were split due to the persecutions. Some Christians believed that the Christians who were given into the demands to make a sacrifice should be forgiven. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I remember this. Some Christians, however, said, no, 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 they turn their backs on us. They forevermore shall burn eternity in hell. Yes. Yeah. We'll call them the hardline faction. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In fact, we won't, because they were also known as the Donatists. Oh, this is after the Bishop of Carthage, Donatus. <laughs> or Donatus? No, it's Donut. It's Donatus. He's a Donut. Yeah, he is. They were not willing to let bygones be bygones here. <laughs> nope. Kind of understandably, I mean. <laughs> Decade of persecutions. Yeah, they're probably a bit meh. Come on. Forgive and forget. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> we are not You've forgiving my that. children. My wife, my <laughs> grandchildren. But you're allowed to pray now, in the open. You killed my children. <laughs> yeah, they, they weren't very happy, no. Donatus himself said at one time, what has the church got to do with the emperor? 
He did Ooh. not like the fact that the emperors were now claiming to be Christian. So that's quite left-wing, separation of... Uh... Church and state. state yeah. yeah, he didn't like church and state being mingled at mm. all. So things were very tense in Africa. You'd got your Western anti-Aryan Christians, but now you've got the Donatists as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. So what you really don't need at this point is a rise of a third sect of Christianity in brilliant. the area. Go on. Yes. Bagels. <laughs> no, they weren't the bagels. They're too similar. <laughs> Sweet and savoury. <laughs> well, actually, no, they were quite similar, so maybe they are bagels. <laughs> From Bagalus. Yeah. <laughs> this is more extreme and more anti-Roman. Oh. These possibly are called the Circumcellions. Oh, that's extreme. This name comes from the fact that they used to... Oh, don't say, don't say. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to know. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. It just means walk yeah. around the area. Like, circle around the people, yes. Like circumference. Like circumference, okay. yes. They're possibly an offshoot of the Donatists, possibly a separate movement. They're circular. Yeah, they're circular, exactly. So, yeah, I think they're an offshoot. Okay. They believed in the word of Christ. They believed that no slaves should be owned, no debts should be made, property should be free to all. Oh, that's early communism. Yeah, they're the commie Christians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they get more, yeah, more extreme left, aren't they? Yeah, in a way. More to how we know Christianity now, in a way. In some ways, this is has been linked by historians to the rise of Protestantism. Yeah. Yeah, there are sort of links. However, they also loved one other thing. Killing. A little bit too much. Oh. <laughs> they loved martyrdom. Oh, oh. They loved it. Oh, dear. They really, really enjoyed themselves a bit of martyrdom, <laughs> which is a shame. <laughs> Dying for Christ was the most important thing in the world to them. They also despised the Romans. Were these early terrorists? Well, oh, yeah, yes, you definitely get very strong links. They would lay in wait for soldiers or traders and attack them, shouting, praise God, as they attacked. Ooh. Now, the good news was, they did not believe in sharp weaponry. Oh. Because there was a passage in the Bible where Jesus asked someone to put down a sword. So what they used were Bagels. sticks. Sticks, oh. So now I just have an image of a group <laughs> of soldiers marching down a road. All of a sudden... A group of men in tatty robes and a few sticks jump up, scream praise God and charge at them. The Romans kind of look at each other, shrug their shoulders, just pull out their swords and just run them all through. <laughs> oh dear, we're, oh. we're being attacked. How about, though, they come up with their sticks, they're banging on their helmets and the they soldiers ignore them. How annoying for them that would that would be? be? So annoying. Kill me! Kill me! I want to die! Don't, don't, don't. Yeah. Well, sometimes they didn't die, so they'd have to use other tactics. They would run into open court sessions, oh, and disrupt the court because if you did that, you were executed. Yeah. This is a nuisance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fanatical, but. Fanatics with just sticks. I can't see that it was that bad. And really blunt sticks as well, so it yes. can't be sharp. Yeah, no, no, it can't be sharp. Just blunt, blunt sticks. Also, like there's attack them with bread. That'd be nice. Yeah, bagels. Yeah, bagels. That's what they use. I guess. So, Constance hears of some unrest going on in Africa. Very gentle unrest, to be fair. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we're downplaying this. Maybe some people were beaten to death with cludgeons. So, 
I'm sure it wasn't pleasant. <laughs> There's definitely unrest there. So Constance sends some of his most trusted advisors to go and see what's going on in the region and to see if they can just help out. Yeah. Yes. In other words, wipe out the Donatists and wipe out the Bagel people. Yeah, just just wipe them off the map. We don't want them anymore. Ooh. Constance's troops arrive in Africa, joined up with the local forces. It's not long before the soldiers and the various Christian factions come to blows. A lot of people die. Fighting did not last very long. The Donatist leader, Donatus, was exiled. Yeah. And you'll be shocked to learn that the leader of the Circumcellians was also called Donatus, annoyingly. Oh, what? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, guess what happened to him? Oh, he didn't die, Of course he died, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) First opportunity, he died. (laughs) Yes. Kill me! Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then. (laughs) You insist. Yeah, he was killed whilst he was attacking Roman troops. So, Constance for now had settled the area. (laughs) However, despite all he was doing, or perhaps because of it, he was making enemies. The many rich and influential pagans in his side of the empire were not happy with his push of Christianity, and he was also not making friends with the troops. He clearly favoured the Danube region, like I said, and this doesn't help. Mm. Especially when you add into the mix a funding problem that was happening, causing the troops to be paid late and too little. Too little, too late. Legions felt underappreciated. They felt underpaid. The soldiers stopped respecting him. According to Victor, the soldiers saw him as detestable because of the depravity of his subordinates and passionate in his greed and his contempt for the soldiers. See, that's interesting. So that's the first time it's happened for a long time. Yeah. Because normally they've killed so quickly. Well, we've had lots of general emperors recently, haven't we? Constance isn't a general. No. One of the first for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yes, really a point. Yeah. So one man in particular was not happy with Constance, and this is Magnentius. He was the leader of the Herculean and the Jovians, which was a band. (laughs) Jazz. Yeah, jazz band, Herculean and the Jovians. <laughs> <laughs> when they were playing jazz, these were also the bodyguard troops. They were essentially the replacement for the Praetorian Guards. Okay, so basically the same thing. Yeah, they were the new Just bodyguards. Not the same thing. Yeah, it's like the Praetorians keep killing the emperors, so get rid of them. But we do need bodyguards, so let's... Yeah, so we need all the ex-Praetorians. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they name. weren't. They w- came originally from Diocletian's trusted soldiers. But we're a, bit, we're a bit down the line now, so they've slowly been replaced. Magnentius is in charge of them. Apparently Magnentius is the son of a British man and a Frankish woman who had risen through the ranks. We don't know why he revolted, but he does. So here are the options. Perhaps it was just he saw a chance. He saw that Constans was weak enough to take the throne from him, so he just went for it. Oh, so he's he's going for the throne? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. He's revolting. Maybe it was just personal. Maybe he knew Constans was going to replace him, so he thought it's me or him. The sources claim this third one. The whole army hated him so much by this point, it was simply an extension of that hatred. Magnentius was working on the orders, essentially, of his troops. He knew it had to happen. That's not how the army works. (laughs) (laughs) However, one source reports that many generals were killed after the next few days after Constance's death, which kind of indicates that not all the army hated Constance. This argument doesn't seem to stand up. Mm. But Constance does indeed die, 
and this is how it happens. He was out one evening on a hunting trip, with only his personal bodyguard around him. A man named Marcellinus, a co-conspirator, claimed his wife had finally given birth. Yes. So he invited all the leading men into an impromptu celebration to his villa. Brilliant. Oh, the emperor's out hunting, he can't come, but everyone else come. My wife's finally given birth. Bring your sharpest swords. <laughs> yes. I, I didn't know she was pregnant. <laughs> she wasn't pregnant last week when I saw her. Don't even have a wife. What are you talking about? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Come on, there's free drinks. Oh, hey! I'm there. Off we go. Magnentius ran into the evening of drinking, and I quote, withdrew as if to relieve himself, as is normal. <laughs> is, is that in brackets? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'd like to think so. Yeah. When he returned, he was dressed as the emperor. Ooh. So there they are, having their drinks, sat around, chatting, just off to the loo. Off he goes, everyone chats, and then all of a sudden everyone looks up, and there he is in the doorway. Do you think like, everyone gasped and went, oh my goodness, because it dawned on them what was happening. Then Jeff just shouts out, Costume party! Hooray! And everyone just carries on, and Magnentius yeah. has to calm them all down. Yeah. No, 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 no. This is a... This, no. Oh. Bloody Jeff. <laughs> Kill him. Yeah, that's what happened. All of those in attendance, apparently, perhaps lubricated with the drink, decide that Magnentius becoming emperor is a brilliant idea. <laughs> it's, it's definitely sort of half-twelve kind of... Hey, Magnetius forever. Why not? What could possibly go wrong? That'd be fine. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be really funny. Yeah. I've always said you'd make a brilliant emperor, Magnetius. You, you, <laughs> you would, would, would be so good. I would, I would follow you, and and, and until like you, you. Yeah, that's yeah. why. That, brilliant. This is why I feel the whole idea of it was the army really angry and had an uprising. Now this just sounds like a drunken party <laughs> yes, <it does. laughs> where someone goes, "Yeah, let's revolt. Let's <laughs> go for so. it." Yes. So they all offer their support, just like that. Magnentius is now declared emperor. Ooh. Word soon gets through to Constance. He's still out on his hunting trip with only a small number of men, so he runs and runs and runs as fast as his little legs can carry him. Away or towards? Away. Oh, really? To Hispania. Oh, because the army, yes, of course. He does not get there, however. And I will quote, He was taken by Gason, who was sent with some other select persons for that purpose, and being destitute of all aid, was killed. So he's just hunted down like a dog and killed in the streets. Oh. And there you go, Constance is dead. We have a usurper in the West. Do you think the next morning the army wakes up and goes, Oh, oh. my head's killing. What did we do last night? Why has my sword got blood on it? Not again. Not another one. <laughs> have, oh, have, we, have we usurped again? We have, haven't we? Oh my goodness. We've gone and usurped again. It's the fourth time this decade. (laughs) (laughs) We've got to stop doing this. (laughs) It never ends well. Yeah. We're not going to give Magnentius his own episode. He is sometimes listed as an emperor. I'm seeing him very much as a usurper. Is he on the poster? Oh, I don't know. Yes, he is on the poster. Ooh. Interesting. So that means when we're candid or how many emperors we've done, we've got to miss him out, Pam. So yes, no, we, he is very much a usurper in my mind, so we're not going to do him, mainly because uh, it'd just be a very short and boring episode. <laughs> well, 
Phil Quintinus, didn't we? That's true. That's true. But yes, so we will skip him and we'll just go on to Constantius 2 next week. But before that, we now need to rate Constance. This will be interesting, I think. Fightius Maximus. So, we have very little details for Constance. It's of a shame. Course, we we have, and looking forward to this, a really good solid source coming in from next episode for about six episodes. Brilliant. We're going to get some detail again. Nice. Constance just misses it. So we're a bit sketchy on the details here. So let's just cover what we do know. He fought his brother Constantine and won. Yeah. It wasn't a huge fight, but he was ready for an apparent surprise attack and beat his brother. He fought back barbarians on the Danube frontier and on the Rhine frontier at different times, and then even headed over to Britain and fought there as well. We get the sense there weren't any huge battles, but... He certainly didn't seem to lose any. No, he seemed to do all right. Yeah. However, bad. It's often recorded that it was a military coup that toppled him. Yeah. He didn't look after the soldiers, so they overthrew him. However, like I said, the more I looked into this, it just doesn't seem like a military coup to me. It seems like those in charge just decided, yeah, you know what? He looks weak at this point. Yeah, we can we can do this. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's about it for Fightius Maximus. Also, political fighting. Well, he he, he knew how to pen a sharply worded letter. Yes. Yes, he did. So, I mean, it's, there's nothing wonderful there. But no. he's won a civil war, albeit a very, very brief one. Yeah. And he's fought barbarians several times and won. I think a healthy five or six is probably appropriate. I think so. I mean, you could argue. I mean, that's essentially what Constantine did. <laughs> he won a civil war and he fought some barbarians. We scored him but, high. But the civil war wasn't... All encompassing. <laughs> he wasn't quite argue. as big a civil war. He was a brotherly <laughs> tiff that got a bit out of hand. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for six. Slightly better than half marks. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go for six yeah. as well. I think that's okay. appropriate. Twelve for Fightius Maximus. Then. Approbium crazium. We do have a little bit for Approbium crazium. All good. We don't have much on him, like I've said, but Zosimus was not a fan. If you yeah. remember, Zosimus was not a fan of his father either. Yeah. Constans, having thus removed his brother, exercised every species of cruelty towards his subject, exceeding the most intolerable tyranny. He purchased some well-favoured barbarians and had others with him as hostages, to whom he gave liberty to harass his subjects as they pleased, in order to gratify his vicious disposition. In this manner, he reduced all the nations that were subject to him to extreme misery." So he paid the enemy to just annoy... Well, he hired some barbarians as bodyguards. That wasn't actually that unusual. Barbarians were seen as Good tough, fighters. Good yeah. fighters. So hire some... Scary. Yeah, hire some as your personal bodyguard. It kind of looks good. Big hairy men around you. Yeah. <laughs> Alec Abala's getting happy there. <laughs> ah, well, we'll move on to that in a moment. Uh, <laughs> yes. There are some other vague accusations of him being debauched. But there's nothing concrete here. There's just generally vague questions of his sexuality. He never got married. That's what crazy you are. It's not crazy, but they saw it as something oh, of to... Course, yeah, yeah for, through their eyes rather than modern eyes. They saw it as something to uh, to talk about behind his back. It just all seems like gossip, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, he killed his brother. That's pretty... Well, to him, though, it was a normal thing. Well, yeah, yeah, it's just what you do, isn't it? It's the family tradition. Like yes. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, you've got to get a couple of marks for killing your brother, yeah, yeah. surely. It's not 
It's not normal. <laughs> no. So but his brother started it, you could argue as well. Oh, Who's defending yeah, possibly. himself? Possibly. He's certainly not very crazy, is he? No, not really. There's um, a little bit of smoke there with Zosimus saying that his bodyguard were a bit mean. Two. Yeah, I'm giving him two for that, and I'm going to give him two for killing his brother. Do oh, that four? seems quite high. No, three. One point for Zosimus' quote, two yeah, for killing his brother. I'm giving him two just in case he might be right. So, okay. Four? No, no, I'm giving him f- three. You're giving him three? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me add up again. One, two. Five. Five. Successes Ultimus. He is the youngest of three brothers. Yeah. This means that if he was in a fairy tale, he was destined to win. But he didn't. However, this is real life. So he's destined to lose. He's the youngest brother. So perhaps the fact that he outlasted his oldest brother could be seen as an achievement. He beat his older brother. Yeah. And he beat his older, older brother as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, Just... he didn't... He just outlasted. (laughs) Um, His half of the empire seems to be stable. He fought back barbarians. Mm. Um, Strong and stable. Strong and stable, as people love to say. Yeah, and keep saying. Over and over. Sorry, if you're not in the UK, there's an election coming up and someone's told our Prime Minister that sound bites are great. And that's all we ever hear. Uh, (laughs) Bad. He doesn't really do much. Yes, I, I would agree with that. There's a whole em- empire thing or section thing. He didn't. Yeah, now, admittedly, a lot of reforms have just happened under his father, so you wouldn't need to change much. He's just continuing that. Yeah, but you know, yeah, but whenever you take over someone's job, the first thing you do is change everything they did and make yourself look better. Unless they did a really good job. Yeah, but still, that doesn't matter. You make yeah. the silly mistake of, well, I'm going to change it because I'm new. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, so I mean, it's not that that impressive as success as Ultimus, is it? You didn't know. Uh, he didn't. It wasn't. His whole reign has just been bickering, and yeah, he fought people, but he didn't need to to like barbarians. Did he need to fight them? He won that political coup against his coup. He won the political battle against his brother. So what? Inserting an anti-Aryan bishop into the east that could be seen as successful from an anti-Aryan perspective, which he would have had. Okay. Maybe a point there. So what? Is the land currently lays? So what? Yeah. No, it's not... more of a fighty win, though, isn't it? No, not really. That's how successful a religion's going to be. Yeah, but at the moment, to, fight to make it successful at the moment. I'm going to give. I'm going to give a point for that. Right, That's going to factor in. Not much. Okay. Um, I'm going to give him his empire. Half of the empire is stable. Yeah, that's it, he doesn't good news. mess everything off. Five. Yeah, it's it's just sort of middle of the road, isn't it? It yeah, ticks along. It, yeah, I was thinking four, but I'll give him a bonus point for getting Athanasius back home, which maybe I should have given Constantine as well because he yeah. did it as well. Image of What's he look like? Oh, okay. Um, I I imagine quite young. Yeah, big eyed. Uh, they're going back to the kind of the classic Roman. They are really, aren't they? So yes. that's what I'm going for. Um, smooth face. Yeah. Big eyes, with with no just no pupils, just the, you know white, scary looking eyes when I see the bust. Okay. Little face, short hair. Yeah. That's what I'm imagining. You know what? You're not far. He does have pupils on his bust. Does he? But apart from that, you're pretty much spot on. There he is. Yeah, that's pretty much what I expected. Yeah. Big, they go for the bouffant hair at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, no, quite. Big fringe. Is, is that a hairband? I don't think you call it a hairband, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much... So, basically, I'm gonna as I imagined it. The same as his brother. It's... Yeah. Yeah, I agree. What did we give his brother again? <laughs> oh, yeah, so, uh, three and three. I agree with that. Yeah, I think He's so. He's not impressive. 
He's not. But here's how I imagined. Yes. So he does fit the story. Ooh. Yeah, which we used to say as something. Does he Does he look like how he should look? Well, yeah, he looks yeah. exactly like how we expect him to look. I'll give him four, then. I'll give oh, him yeah. slightly more, because... Yeah. Going to give him more than his brother. I mean, honestly, he's interchangeable, No, I'm isn't not. He? No, three. Three. So three, that yeah. is... So that's a total of 1.5 for Imago Facius. Temple completed. How long did he walk? Six, seven, eight years? Eight years. Eight years? Yeah. Eight years. From 337 to 350. Wow. Yeah, 13 years. Wow, did not hit that at all. That's like Nero length, isn't it? Yeah, that is not bad at all. So well done there. And if you put that through our spreadsheet, it gives him a score of 1.63 for Tempo Completo. 1.63. Which, amazingly, puts him in the 30s club. What? Yeah, he has a t- total score of 30.13. Scraped in there. It's the... He got quite a lot of success for being quite stable and doing nothing. Stability is underrated, though, isn't it? But we've, we've knocked people back very often. For, for that. That's 13 years of nothing terrible happening in his That's reign. That's true. Nothing got worse. Yeah. For um, for over a decade. I fair think. enough. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And he also did a couple of little things. I'm still Length, happy I'm with still, that fight. Yeah, no, yeah, when you when yeah. you say that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so what was his total score? Total score was 30.13. 0.13. Wow. That puts him just below Nero. Wow. He's hitting the heights there, isn't he? Yeah, and it puts him slightly above, interestingly. Commodus. He's sandwiched Ooh. between Nero and Commodus. <laughs> oh, that's not a good place to be. <laughs> that's not a good place to be. <laughs> yes, he does seem to have done really rather well there, doesn't he? Yeah. And yet, looking back on the scores, I'm still still fairly happy with what we've given him. Yeah. Tell us what you think, though. That's... Yeah. Listeners, please. But, actually, I think we genuinely have a discussion. Does he have it? Does he have a certain je ne sais My gut feeling is no. Why? Because he doesn't he doesn't stand out. No. Like you always said, like you know, if you if you ran down the street and had to tell someone about a Roman Emperor, would you mention him in your top ten? You really wouldn't, no, would you? Not at all. No. The very fact we're surprised how well he did <laughs> yes. indicates that he's obviously not that interesting. No. Yeah. No, I agree with you. He's he's done all right for himself. Yes, yeah. He should be proud of his score. But He's not got Chene Caesar. No, he hasn't at all. No, he was a stable emperor, relatively. <laughs> yeah. In a time where stable emperors were perhaps somewhat hard to come by. Yes, they were in a minority. Yeah. Okay. So, no Chene Caesar this week. Okay, so that's the end of this show. Please don't forget, though, that you can become one of our senators if yes, you want access to one of our fantastic Roman Republic Totalis Rankiums. Now, thank you very much to all those people who answered on Facebook when we asked, who do you want to see? Yes. Huge list of possibilities for our next Mm. Roman Republic episode. Things such as the obvious, Pompey. Um, You'll find out. You'll find out. But then, slightly more interesting, maybe doing a dual episode on Anthony and Cleopatra. I've heard of them. Yes, you've heard of those. It's a great Shakespeare play. It is. Well, we get to dive into how real that was. I haven't read it. I don't know. Well, 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 we can can fill our way We could retell that. Good. We could do a special long eight-hour episode where we just, between us, play all the parts. Yeah, (laughs) maybe that could be that episode. Other suggestions, Clodius. Who? 
Well, yeah, no, he's not well known at all. But as someone said, I'm sorry, I can't remember your name, but you know who you are, the Forrest Gump of the Roman times. Cause he, oh, he sounds fun. He kind of just appears in lots of people's stories, but he's never the main character Brilliant. himself. So oh, it might be interesting yeah, to do okay. him. So yeah, we're, we'll let you know who we're going to do next. I think we'll get to the end of the Constantinians and then we'll do our next Roman Republic episode. But if, if you're dying for more episodes from us, though, you know, join our Senate, we've got Julius Caesar so far and Sulla. Sulla. Sulla was mental. Yes, he was. He's great, though. Yes, that's five, at least five hours of... Mm. of Quality podcasting. <laughs> yes. And, and that's not, you know, subjective. That's just fact. Gen- genuine Roman fact. Mm. Yeah, so if you want to join our Senate, um, go on to our Facebook or our Twitter yep. feed and there's a link right at the top and it will take you to our Podbean site where you can join up, donate as little as a dollar a month and then you're a member of our Senate. And for a dollar a month, you get a mention on air. Yes. We say thank you to you. If you donate... Five dollars. You get access to the backgrounds for your desktop and all our Rankium cards. And for ten dollars you get yourself a coin! Handcrafted with Jamie's hands. Yes, these yes. ones right here that you can see. Yes. And finally, fifteen dollars, and thank you very much those of you who have mm. contributed fifteen dollars. We hugely appreciate it. You also get a mug. No, we've not sent them yet. We apologise. We're on our way. We will get that sorted very shortly. Trouble is, we have asked Jeff to deliver them, and he's, you know, oh god. We couldn't get hold of Roger, unfortunately. No, he's no. on holiday at the moment. Yes, he is. Yes, having a well-earned rest. And thanks to the Senate, we now have our new <gasps> microphone. We do pop guards. A, a, a stand, various wires. We've not <laughs> used it for this episode because we're sound testing. We've used, though, the, the holder, the pop guards and the stand. Yeah, so if you can hear any difference this week, it's because we've got the stand in action, which is nice. Uh, but yeah, so hopefully soon you will hear an improved quality, hopefully soon. So thank you very much to our senators. That leads us all just to say our regular sign-off, which is this week... Go Yankees. Are they... They're American they're, football, aren't they? Baseball. Baseball? I think they're baseball because the Yankees and the Mets, they're, they're like the, the two opposing ones in New York. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>
Oh, Toronto Raptors. Um, yeah. Well, Toronto, Canada, ice hockey. Oh, yeah. Well, are we including Canadian teams? I didn't even cross my mind. Well, you can if you want. Yeah, well, let's just do North America. All right. Yeah. No, basketball. Really? Basketball. Okay. Uh, so, no, no point, point for, for me. You. Okay. Um, uh, the San Antonio Spurs. Spurs. Spurs, you put on your boots to make your horses go faster. So, therefore, they're spiky. So, I'm going to have to say baseball. No, basketball as well. Oh, basketball as well. Okay, okay. So that's, that's nil-nil. Question number two. The Tennessee Titans. Actually, no, I'll go for what I recognise. Let's not be too... The New York Giants. I recognise that name. The Giants? Yeah. I've heard of them. Yeah. Is that baseball? No, it's football. Football. American is... football. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I've heard of the Giants. Uh, that's still no points. Um, Del Barton. From New Jersey. Is he a sports fan? No, it's the name of a team. What do they play? Dal Barton. Dal Barton. <laughs> if you bloke. get this, <laughs> it's like unusual. I'll, I'll give you what an unusual sport. Not are you, are really. You just, are you just being mean? Is it's it a not sport. Well- no, it's a well-known sport in the US. Yeah. In the US, it's a well-known sport that we don't often play here. But they okay. do. They have played it though, on in the park near my house. <laughs> well, that's helpful. Yeah. I'll narrow it down a bit. Um, they do um, play American. Right, that that rolls out ice hockey. <laughs> Unless yes, I'll give you an advantage. Yeah. That's rules so not. Out. There's no basketball courts in your park. No. Oh, so that well, rules out no, there are that. basketball courts in the other park. Though. Oh, okay, okay. Also rules out figure skating. <laughs> yes. Um, and bobsled. <laughs> and what what was the name again? Del Barton. Dal Barton. From I, New Jersey. I, I'm going to go for... I'm just going to go for baseball. It's lacrosse. Lacrosse, seriously. We're doing lacrosse teams. <laughs> <laughs> That's no point for you. <clears throat> oh, right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> like that, is it? <laughs> okay. Um, no, 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 I won't be mean. Because I'm not going to cheat. The New Jersey Devils. That's not like American football. No, it's ice hockey. Oh, okay. We're doing well. We are doing well. That's what? Three questions zero, zero. each and zero, yeah. zero. Um, oh, see, some of you, we're probably looking at the same ones now. So, Are you on Wikipedia? No. Oh, right, okay. That's where I am. Cincinnati Reds. What do they play? Oh, the Reds. The Reds. Cincinnati is a city. Probably. So... Uh, <laughs> It's not a state. I'm trying trying to use the context. I'm trying to use reds. People wear red when they're playing football a lot. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to go... No, they're all named after weird things in American football. This is probably fairly... The reds. Come on, you reds. Uh, Come on, you reds. uh, If I just keep saying baseball, maybe I'll get it right one time. Baseball. It's one point to you. Yes. One one nil. One nil. <laughs> one zero. Okay, right. I'm gonna say, because I also have the chance to do some lacrosse here, some softball. Well, I'm not gonna be mean, I'm not gonna do that. I'm going to just from now on stick in baseball, basketball, football and okay, ice hockey. Fair enough, let's see. Yeah, that, yeah. The the four main ones. If that is indeed the four main ones. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so the 
Pittsburgh Pirates. Baseball. Damn you. Right, okay, one off. Yes! One off. <laughs> yes. Okay. What list are you on? Uh, Wikipedia. We should be on different lists, though, I guess. Um, <laughs> That's true. Okay, um, let's go with... <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts. What do they play? Ice hockey. Oh, why'd you say that? My um my childhood friend yeah was on the England ice hockey team. He actually got national. He really, really? left his ice hockey. He moved to America because he loved America. It's not ice hockey, is it? No, it's football. <laughs> oh, it's football. Yeah, he he loved he loved stuff to do with America. Yeah. And I remember he had a cult thing in his room. And I know he loved ice hockey, so I've guessed ice hockey. Okay. Well, their their badge is uh, a shoe horse. So I'm guessing colts do with football. Oh, maybe. But colts also with gun. Yeah. But it's Americans. <laughs> yeah. It's fine, fine. Football. Okay. Um, what about Buffalo Bills? Ice hockey is not just a chicken chain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Buffalo Bills. Doing <laughs> the best fried chicken this side of Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what Ice did hockey? you say? Ice hockey? No, it's football. Ah, Shall we I just am... play first to two? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to. <laughs> yes, we are. We'll be here till midnight. <laughs> okay. Um, the New Orleans Saints. Oh, the Saints. The Saints. The Saint drove a fast car <laughs> yeah. uh, from the 70s what did they like in the 70s uh, baseball <laughs> I'm just going baseball every time. no you, you did baseball last time so I don't think you're going to do baseball this time well I've got to take your first answer Oh no no I'm saying football are oh, you going to change it football oh you should have kept it the same really no well done no. did I get it yeah. Yes. I'm annoyed. That's an annoying. It's fine. Point. It's fine. I'll say this one, and if you get it, we'll draw. And if not, I win. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to go for one that I hope our American listeners will be shouting at you for for not knowing. Because so you get mixed up though in your head. Yeah, you do. You hear these names all the time. Um. Say, so I say that. I don't recognise any of these. <laughs> let's uh, let's go for. Oh, that one seems too easy, but I'm going to go for it. The Chicago White Sox. Basketball. You, you're saying basketball? I'm saying basketball. You're saying basketball. If I'd said the Red Sox, what would you have gone for? Basketball. New York. No, not New York. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, stop it. It's baseball, and I win. That makes me the better Roman history podcast. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> I still don't agree with your point, though, but that's that's fine. Well, I'll, I'll concede. Yeah, no. Right. I'm a professional, and so now... I'll, I'll accept your, your cheating. Fine, but whatever. You change your answer. Whatever. Oh, no, can I change my answer? Baseball. <laughs> you you had given me the answer. <laughs> I, I just mentioned that I always say baseball, and then that's I fine. went for... That's yeah. fine. Well, look, I'm looking at your tally there, if you can call... Three marks on an empty page of tally, <laughs> <laughs> and I've clearly won. Yeah, right. And let's bring it back to the Romans then. Okay. Baseball. Which emperor would have played baseball? See, with with the American sports, I I see like baseball the more classy sport. I don't know why, but you're not running into people, you're not whacking them with a hockey stick, <laughs> knocking their teeth out. So I see. Classy. You say this. I've got such an obvious answer for this. Marcus Aurelius. Who had a big club? 
Oh, yes. Commodus. Yes, that's Commodus game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Commodus already has his bat. Yeah. I mean, the, that's true. the baseballs might stick to the nails. <laughs> or go in slightly weird directions. Yeah. But, <laughs> but he yeah. doesn't care. It hits the fans. So. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll go with that. Commodus. Okay, bas- Commodus basketball. We, we don't have a tallest round, do we? Oh, Thrax. Thrax. Thrax could have no, been basketball. No, no, no. He's obviously the other one. He's going to be the footballer. Oh, I don't know. You need to be big. I mean, I know they cover themselves in padding in America, unlike rugby players who are like yeah. hardcore. Yeah, they don't get hurt, do they? Yeah, <laughs> they don't. They don't even dive on the floor when they score a try. They just run over the line. Yeah, yeah. Pump their fist. We're sorry, American football fans, <laughs> but it's true. Um, <laughs> no, Thrax though, big guy. Yeah, but he's, he was clearly like twelve foot though. So he was very tall. Okay, like fine. Basketball, I feel. Let's put Thrax on the basketball team then. Okay. Yeah. Ke- uh, Caracalla. Football. Yeah, imagine him running at you. Yeah. Okay. Caracalla can be a scary face and war injuries as well. Yeah. Okay. And ice hockey. Ice hockey. See, that's like aggressive attacking with stuff. On ice. <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Killing Yataki on ice. Yeah, it makes it so much nicer, doesn't <laughs> it? Um, I don't know, it's a harder one, this. So what, killing with style? I'm going to go for Elagabalus. See, that's figure skating. <laughs> yeah, but he would have loved being on ice. That's true. And the also, attention. no, I'm just thinking of figure skating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um... um. Hockey. So I'm, th- I'm thinking some like a game that's active, but you know, quite can be quite brutal. Can be quite. So I think it probably has a bit of a stereotype. You know what? You can't tell who it is behind all the the masks that's true. and the war paint that they wear. Quintillus. Oh, no, that's, that's football. Quintillus. It's his moment to shine. <laughs> so one thing he could do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Quintillus is our, our ice hockeyer. Good ice hockeyer. That's now the word. Yeah. Oh, ice hockeyist. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Right, we should probably stop now. <laughs> we probably should. We've offended enough people. Yeah, okay, right. We'll if stop you listen now, to then. this, congratulations. <laughs> and well done. This is like a... You know when people like run through a desert? Desert marathon. It's a bit like that. Mm. No humour. <laughs> Painful. <laughs> you it come out of it not going. really... You, you, you've done something, but no real achievement. To it. <laughs> this is what you, the listener, have just gone through. I love the fact that you've now managed to insult the runners who <laughs> <laughs> listen to this as well. <laughs> we're trying to carve a niche now. Yeah. Might be able to tell we're not sporty people. <laughs> we're trying to get a cult following as well. Yeah. Right, okay. We'll call it a day there then. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>